Previously on Blurry Photos. Breathe, Flora. Breathe. <laughs> Damn it. Those weren't squirrels. Yeah, I have a gambling problem. It's out there. Deal with it. Just jump! I'll catch you! How should I know if it's loaded? I guess there's just one way to find out. You said this was supposed to be Dickensian. This is why I said we should order a pizza from a professional company and not a guy on a corner. Nice sword. Let's see if you wielded half as good as I wielded your mom last night. Oh! And now the conclusion of Blurry Photos. Yeah! What I really hope is that there's somebody, and for whatever reason, this is their first episode, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> what the f*** did they talk about last time? <laughs> what the hell kind of podcast am I listening to? I'm going to tell them a friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dear Apple, five stars. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, David Flora. I'm David Stecco. This is part two. The Deuce. Of the flood myth on blurry oh, photos. They often talked about now finally delivered flood myth. I, I hope everybody has cleaned their pants up since last time. Mm-hmm, got a lot of mud on them. <laughs> sure, mud. And uh, I just thought they were excited. <laughs> Nothing stained like up in a pishtum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was going to wear my favorite pants, but I up to pissed them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That doesn't count. No. Also, I, I really hope the mic caught my laughing into a beer bottle sound. Yeah, we're going to stir up some shit in this one. Oh, yeah. This is this is where we start to really kick it up. Yeah, part two where we covered... I'll tell you what, in part one, we covered uh, so what a flood myth was. How prevalent they were. And, and uh, some greatest hits. Yeah, some some uh, number one stunners. Uh, this one, though. The deuce. The deuce. The hot deuce that we're dropping on you. <laughs> Too far. I apologize for that. We are going to... Uh, <laughs> at least you can recognize it. Like it. Uh, we are going to talk about such things as what the effect of a flood that size would have. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk did about... Or did have. Or did have. Wee! We're going to talk about the Genesis flood in particular, yeah, and kind of uh, delve into aspects of it that maybe you haven't thought about. Yeah, we're going to poke it with a stick, see if it growls at us. Real big stick. And then we're going to end it with some uh, possible causes of a flood this big. How may have this have happened? Yeah, who may have, what may have, when may have. That's right, how may have. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, meh, meh. No, just leave. Um, and dear blurry photos i like your podcast why do you keep telling me to go (laughs) why does that cat keep telling me to go (laughs) i'm not gonna pull any punches in this i don't think i'm sorry i'm sorry maybe i will maybe i'll put on your listener headgear but uh i don't know going through the flood myth with with the research it's easy to get mad very very easy unless you are Oak solid fundamentalist word of God is the word of uh, the God. law. Yeah, yeah, the infallible, yeah, irreconcilable, as taught to us by our our friend. Uh, oh man, Kent Hovind. Oh come on, 
Come on. People are going to want to look this up. All right. All right. Kent Hovind. Yeah. I mean, look this son of a bitch up. I'll tell you this. He is a good public speaker. He is a terrible public speaker. He's got the the skankiest voice, man. Oh, but dude, those those crowds, he knows his audience, and his audience is all like, mm, lapping it up. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's two things that Kent Hovind... It's like saying, oh yeah, the Pope is, is good at talking to Catholics. Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Why is the Pope? <laughs> but there's, there's two things that Kent Hovind loves. One is the the fundamentalist interpretation of the Bible, which he will defend at length in a number of YouTube videos. The other thing he loves is tax evasion. (laughs) Those are his two favorite things, the Bible and tax evasion. I'm pretty sure that one thing he does not enjoy is the prison cell that he's in right now. Yeah. Man, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I know, but it's never too early to string up the old Hoven pinata and start swinging. I cannot stand this son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, please. I I need to do do need to make this very clear. This is about the messenger, not the message. Yeah, yeah. He is a manipulative shit heel. When when you look this stuff up, and I know you will, you will you'll want to find out more about this That's stuff. K E N T H O V I N D six six six. You're not going to be able to get away from from this guy. No, he, no, he's all over this. And and for that matter. There's been a deluge of creation heavy information. Well, it's I mean that's out there. Yeah, you get when you get in flood myth is the kissing cousin of of creation discussion in schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so and it's a hot button thing. It's something that people insist on discussing these days. And uh, and so yeah, it, it, you just the gravity well of the creationist evolution uh, war just sucks everything in and. Man, you you can't tell where that event horizon is. On that. No, and I can tell you that the, uh, the any discussion of a biblical flood myth is well within that event horizon. You will be sucked in infinitely. <laughs> You'll be pulled apart like spaghetti. Hmm. Released um, gamma and X ray radiation. I I do not want to continue talking about him at the moment. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, can we move on, please? This is boring me. He is so tiresome. He displeases me. What is our next subject of this discussion, Mr. Floor? Let's talk about let's talk about what happens in a flood like this. Yeah. Because this this is I mean, I guess it seems dumb to say, but it's a world ending flood. It's a fairly extreme event. Yes. Now, were this to happen to specifications that most of these myths lay out that being a, a global catastrophe, yep. something happening happening all over the world, water covering everything, every up surface to the top tip top mountains. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what exactly goes goes into that? What are the consequences of that? What 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 happens? Well, well, let's let's for a moment let's we'll table the issue of where the water comes from. We'll get to that. Yes, let's just take for granted the water has arrived. Right, right. So we have water that in some places is six miles deep. Yes, correct. Um, that is going to have some profound effects. A bit. A bit. A bit. I mean, um, not only density-wise. Hmm. I mean, and here's a, here's a fun example. Um, the, uh, the Chinese, the single largest engineering feat ever achieved by mankind is the Three Gorges Dam in China. It's on the Yangtze River. The water 
just held back by this dam is dense enough and it affects the uh, the surface mass of the Earth that it actually affects Earth's orbit slightly. Yeah. Not enough that it, you know, we'll ever notice it, but it does. So that's a dam in China. And as last I checked, China is not underwater. <laughs> so that much water, catastrophic orbital consequences. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like... You don't. Even, there, there's always something you don't even think about, right? That, now, and 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 I can see uh, you could instantly say, well, it's not like the water came from off of Earth. It's always there, so the Earth always had that mass. But a, a wrapping of liquid water. There's a moon around it. The tidal effects of that. Ooh, uh, yeah, I mean yeah. that it's. it's I mean, not, it would wobble. It, the the Earth's wobble would just go wobblier. Yeah, I, it would, and it's because it's because you would have the the Earth would go from this this fairly solid ball to becoming functionally a water balloon. Yeah. I mean, it would be so very, yeah, it'd be so variable with tidal effects and things like that, that you would have huge tectonic issues, Mm -hmm. um, uh, orbital instability issues. I mean, it, it, that would be a, that'd be a hell of a thing. But goo. Now that's uh, speaking of the density of the water and stuff. Mm -hmm. The design of the flood is mass extinction. Yeah. Now and then we're also discussing as it is because there are so many versions of the flood. We're taking on the maximum flood, yes. the most, the the most extreme description of the flood, one that would literally submerge the Himalayas. So yeah. we're starting there, and we'll go from you know. Sure. Now, uh, in in these flood myths, it's it's usually uh, retribution against mankind to yep. wipe out uh, mankind for their transgressions. Mm-hmm. That's a way to do it. That's a, that's a good way. You, not only are you going to take out mankind, you're going to take out every fucking thing that's on the earth too. Yeah, there is, uh, there, there's no water receding to reveal trees anymore. Right. I mean that, that the trees are pulped by the by the sheer pressure of that much water. I mean, you it it destroy it's it will destroy destroy ecosystems. Oh yeah, for for gone never. gone. Th- think about uh, think about this, uh, coral reefs. Mm-hmm. Very delicate ecosystem, crushed, not even suffocated. Not it's it, it's like they never even existed. Yeah, we we know the rate at uh, of the calcium deposits. That's how we know how old some coral reefs are today, which are up in the hundreds of thousands of years old. Yep. And if there were, I mean, this is this is jumping the shark a bit, but if there were. Yeah, we didn't jump the shark at six miles of water. So, uh, it, well, I, section section wise, if, if there were a flood of this size, there would be no coral today. Nope. If there was, there there would be a, a small amount. The, it wouldn't be the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be you know the the. It'd just be the large, Barrier Reef. Yeah. <laughs> the It'd adequate. The, uh, all right, Barrier Reef. <laughs> the barely adequate Barrier Reef. <laughs> the uh, it'll do Barrier Reef. <laughs> That, uh, not not to mention crushing uh, marine life that would be used to uh, mm-hmm. less pressure. What about the uh, quality of the water? Well, the water is going to be, it depends. Is it salt water that's covering it? Or is it fresh water? Or is it fresh mixed with salt? It would have to be mixture because it's described as rain that falls. Yeah, yeah. So, in that instance, in that scenario, the salinated water the the salt water would just suddenly get desalinated it would be mixed to such a point you know 
Well, but, but the the amount that falls, you're right, versus what's already there. Correct. Yeah, your 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 saltwater uh, marine life is gonna kick it. Yep. They're they're not gonna be able to survive. Yeah, for, only, for long. Only creatures that could handle brackish water. Fun fact. Um, you know one one particularly nasty ocean creature that'd be just fine with this jellyfish the bull shark oh also known as the zambezi shark a, a known and confirmed man eater can absolutely do fresh water hmm. been found in the mississippi river as far north as st louis nice yeah big money has a man-eating sharks in it sometimes wow he's there for the barbecue look out so that's a fun some silly fact for you bull sharks huh yeah so yeah so the water becomes Brackish at best. Uh, brackish, yeah. No, it's it's too salty for fresh water, too fresh for salt water. Lose, lose, lose. Yeah, man. Now, that's the marine marine life gonna have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Gonna gonna have a hard time. You'd think that they're like the only ones right. that get away with it. Exactly. False. They do not get away with it. Temperature. Uh, yes. Uh, differences. Um, the loss of, of of regionalized ecosystems and habitats. Right. Just because you swim, you ain't safe. Yeah. That was the license plate frame on the ark. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the marine life. Other stuff on land. How about the vegetation? How about the trees? No plant life. Nope. But vines, squash, squash would be good, right? Pumpkins? Not even pumpkins. No. No! (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, they brought it home on that one. Yeah. So so think about it this way. I mean, besides the six miles of, of crushing weight uh, of water on top of, of any vegetation, initially, it's going to strip that topsoil away, yep. wash anything that's already growing away, anything that, that somehow managed to, manages to, to stay rooted, to stay in place, you're going to have brackish water yeah. covering you for... Ever. Up to a year, maybe? Yeah, sometimes a year. 40 days, a week, nine days, 10 days. Depends on where you are. Right. But still. Now, now here's another question. Let's. I'm going to start dialing this back just a little bit. Still postponing the question of where the water came from. So we've got a nice little section on that. Let's talk about where the water goes to. When okay. you cover the planet in six miles of water, where does it go where to? Where does it recede? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. it's all water, where... What what's the place that the water goes to? The place it came from? I don't know. Kevin Costner. Maybe? Um, and and if the water covers everything, and I know it's uh, uh it's often discussed that the 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 Grand Canyon is is the world's greatest evidence of the flood that it was carved in days as part of a, a drainage, but drainage to where? Like I don't I don't know where the water goes. Oh man, have you have you heard them Hollow Earth? Oh. Not anymore. Drown them. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're crunchy on the outside, chewy in the middle. Is that how the is that how the earth works? I think so. Well, we we're we're like one of those little uh, gushers. Yeah, we're a gusher. <laughs> we're, we're a gusher. The the Grand Canyon thing. So creationists, mm-hmm. I I guess I mean we're kind of throwing we're throwing out uh, terms and groups of people that right and you know well let's just say there are some people that believe. Like yep. you said, uh, in the, the receding of the flood, the Grand Canyon was carved out in a matter of days. And they are called creationists. I think that we can all agree on that. Sure. Have you seen Have you seen them argue this? 
Have you have you seen people try to yeah. say, "Here's how it was done"? I used to be that person, so yes. And they're and they were like, they're like the Grand Canyon goes up in the middle. The plateau actually rises. So how does it start at one end down here? The water would go miraculously uphill and then end up downhill again on the other side. How do you explain that, scientists? Yeah. <laughs> scientists have explained it pretty well. Yeah, it's but, not scientists. It's called geologist or 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 hydrologist in some yeah. case, if you're specified. The explanation for that is that everything was was a lot more flatter back then when it started out yeah. going through that uh, that plateau, and due to upheaval of the earth, it moved up in the middle during uh, the carving out of it during, over many yeah over the millions and millions yeah of millions, millions of years. Of years. Uh, but you know that's and that's the thing you know. I, I feel like creationists do themselves a disservice. I, you know what? I think it's I think it's entirely too easy to to pick on on people of faith, regardless of their faith, because by definition, it's it's a faith, it's a it's a belief system, and and it, and you know, from especially like a a perspective that that is not you know, I don't want to say like from an atheist perspective, but but if you if you don't share that fundamentalist uh, uh, belief or that particular belief system at all. Um, it's, it's, it's very easy, almost smugly easy to punch holes in it. It's, it's like my, my metaphor for this. It's like walking into watching a child watching right. uh, Sesame street. And, and I think I've said this before on the podcast yeah. where you just smugly go, you stupid bastard. They're all puppets. There's people in there making them. Elmo's not real. You ignorant dork. It's a puppet. <laughs> You know, like, like, good on you. Way to go. Do you, do you feel better now? Because they were really enjoying that, that, that show. And, and honestly, they don't really care. <laughs> you know, so it's, I feel like a lot of people make themselves feel better, maybe make themselves feel smarter by kicking holes in other people's faiths. And um, I mean, it's, it's not a belief that I have. And, you know, like, we're, we're discussing this, you know, but I, I feel like I think that people who who do have like a creationist or fundamentalist perspective, I think they do themselves a disservice by by trying to fight them on this pseudo scientific battleground. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. rather than just say, "Well, this is my faith. This is the book that I believe in. I think these are the words of God, and I and I trust in that, and that's how I model my life. And if this book says that's how it is, that's what I believe because I believe. I think that that's a strong position. I think that that's a and then shut your mouth. Yeah, and say, well, that's, you know, and, but like when they, when you get into this kind of nasty caddy, and, and it's the same for both sides. I mean, God, there are some really arrogant bag atheists out oh, there. Oh, yeah. But why would you willingly take up, uh, try to fight the other side, as you see it, on, on these, on their scientific grounds, and then, but when you can't really use those tools effectively, you know, you have to very carefully pick and choose. And then it's you like have to Han Solo fighting Darth Vader with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't quite work out that way. So I think that, I think that there is a disservice done there. Um, I don't know, that's my, that's my two cents. Moving I, on. I think it's a great point. I think it's a great point to bring up. And I, I apologize if I come across as, as being a, a very snarky with this. <laughs> I, I know, I know what you're saying. I'll tell you what, for me, it's not about people believing this. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with, with people believing that if they say that's just like you said. It's my faith. I believe it. That's what I believe. It's the way they, they go about trying to derail 
science from it. Right. It's it's the way they make fun of people who try and explain this with common sense or logic. And yeah, whenever anybody has an arrogance about either side, yeah, it's, exactly. it's very off-putting. Exactly. When either side decides to take the fight to the other side and yeah. force their, their, their perspective... That's when shit gets sideways for and, everybody. And and this goes, again, back to that... Can't. I, I don't want to... I mean, Can't. the more we do it, the, the, the bigger the lawsuit's going to be. But. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless he's studying law in jail. <laughs> You're in jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, that, that complete waste... He, I, I, I'm sorry. He, I'm enjoying the sounds. I, get, oh, I mean, the, um, he, he, that I hate. You're right. The way he he lectures with the stuff, and he just, like you said, preaches to the choir. Mm-hmm. He's he's telling people that are cheering for every time he says Bible or every time he says God, you know. And the way he puts people that don't believe what he believes into a box. Right. And he's like, they're idiots. Yeah. And, and that's just, and honestly, I'll also go so far as to say that it, it usually goes the other direction. It's usually right. the, the atheist or the man of science going, listen, you troglodyte morons. <laughs> I mean, I do think that there's more offenders in that direction than there are yeah. people like, uh, like Kent. But it is, it's just gross and stupid. And in both cases, it's, it's people, I think, who are insecure trying to make themselves feel better. You're probably um, right in both directions. So, uh, are we? But, we still sorry, going? sorry. Yeah. So we had some soapboxing going on. Back to. Uh, I mean, we just talked about the vegetation with uh, with all this this six miles of water on it. So much Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So moving on to the, the 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 details of this, let's maybe let's let's dial back the water amount a little bit. Okay. So let's just say it is. A very bad flood, where in dry land, visually disappears. Sure, none of these things seem to happen near the Himalayas. You notice <laughs> that there there actually aren't any Himalayan flood myths that we come across. There may I th- be. I think there was one from Tibet. Oh yeah. Let's let's leave the Himalayas off the off the table for a second. Let's assume that wherever they are, relative to they're these fine. people, they're fine. There's some guy just sitting on his front porch going. There's a lot of water down there. You know what I like? The pictures of uh, the classic old Noah just after the rainbow comes out, and they're sitting lodged in the mountains there, and it's so green and lush right oh, on those yeah. mountaintops. Perfect. Love it. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. But, uh, but you know what? Why? Why not? God covers the, everything in water. Why wouldn't he make the grass grow afterwards? That's the beauty of the system. Well, when you believe in it, it doesn't. It doesn't require all these hoops. A thing we'll touch on later. I, I won't. Um, I won't keep going on tangents with that. But, <laughs> but uh, so so let's let's leave out the uh, the the crust shattering tectonic movements of that much water. We can we can get rid of the questions of pressure of uh, orbital of, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah orbital wobble. Uh, salinization let's 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 dial back the scale so that these aren't issues anymore okay now you're just dealing with a whole bunch of people who don't want to drown and a boat okay that is 300 cubits long we'll dial it back to 40 days and 40 nights long time to rain long time to rain and when that when that water does recede again even with a much smaller amount it's receding to where 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Underground cavities. Yeah. That, that's, that's always left oceans. very, very vague. <laughs> I mean, if, say, for example, the Grand Canyon, there should be like an ocean at one end of it. Yeah. It has to recede to somewhere. And that was a ton of water to carve that in a few days. That water the other should... thing, the other thing in that argument is they they kind of put it in the same context as just uh, water coming through topsoil. Right. The Grand Canyon has so many strata of yeah. of different layers of rock, and I think there's you know like limestone in there or some sandstone, sandstone, some all kinds of stuff that that doesn't salt. But sure, <laughs> that that doesn't <sighs> carve easy. It don't carve easy. That don't carve easy. Um, you know, so there, there's those kind of things that don't necessarily match up with something like that. In addition to all this stuff, uh, with with all all this introduction of, of new water in there, it's going to mess with your weather patterns. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crash. The, the weather activity is, is just going to get completely effed. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's... Just think about, like... Uh, temperature alone the water is going to absorb a huge amount of heat mm-hmm. um and that is going to that's going to change jet streams that's going to change weather patterns you're going to get storms like you can't imagine i mean mm-hmm. just look now like when you get like a like a huge dip of cold arctic air i mean like like just watch the the the, the jet stream they have it on the weather report sure. every day like that produces huge weather effects yeah yeah which i noticed that um there doesn't seem aside from it just raining that's never really mentioned, but you'd get like gale winds and you would think, right? Yeah, some hail, maybe water spouts, sleet, <laughs> a typhoon. <laughs> They're haunted, you know. That's the difference: is that the hurricanes a, a hurricane are just and, yeah. A hurricane is just weather, but a, a typhoon, typhoon is, is a ghost. Yeah, it's a it's, storm. a it's a hurricane with ghosts in it. <laughs> All right, we keep almost getting to this. Uh, this little pie that's cooling on the wind windowsill. Don't let a hobo take it because that's what they live for. <laughs> but um, let's talk about uh, kind of breaking down the Genesis flood myth. What would really go into it for? I guess for those of us who who believe literally that every single thing is is verbatim mm-hmm. what happened uh, that was in in the Bible in the book of Genesis from building the ark putting the animals on it to 40 days, 40 nights, and coming off of it. Uh, just to to kind of put it in perspective for you a little bit, this is a thing where they ask you, because it's faith, but they're asking you to take things at, at face value, and all you need to do is just kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit to to see, well, it's just a story. It's it's something that's that tells a moral tale. It's not something that needs to be literal, well, but I can tell you this, and here's something that I'm, I'm surprised I don't hear more often. Um, as a matter of fact, in my research, I don't know that I, I found it at all, that where I put in the position of defending a literalist interpretation of the Bible, I would say, you know where the water came from? God made it so, because he needed to punish mankind. And do you know why all the animals fit on the ark and didn't devour each other? Because God made that happen because he needed that to work out. I mean, like that—that that is literally the answer to everything. I and I and I'm surprised that people don't put their faith into their faith story. Uh, That—that's something that I actually always kind of surprises me. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what about that. Get me what for? They do, but they're encouraged not to if they can to make themselves seem credible. Credible. Yeah. 
they're encouraged to to try and explain it away if they can. If all else fails, it's the will of God. Which to me, though, I understand that that that's a that's a faith thing, but it's also a cop out. I see, but I don't think it is. I mean, that's the whole point of the the, the argument. I think that it's. Then you could say that about anything, though. Exactly. But that. <sighs> Like, if you're having a discussion based on your religious faith, why can you not invoke that? I think that's completely legitimate. I would. I think that's things thing. would go a lot you, smoother. You can about, about everything. I just, I don't understand how that is comforting, I guess. That everything that happens, it, it's, it's God made, made it happen that way. The sun comes up in the east and sets in the west because God made it happen. Yep. Not because the... Earth is rotating in space. God made the Earth rotate. I mean, like that, that's well, the you, sure you, right. You know, um, even even I'll say this: like even at at, at my most uh, fervent belief, like my perspective was always that that everything could be explained scientifically. Like I had no doubt that God did it all, and He chose to not only um, do it by a set of rules but gave us the ability to discern those rules. And I didn't, I didn't see why, That's why free the, will. Yeah. Why the two had to fight. I didn't understand that. Why if I'm given, if I have the, the, the capacity to, to, to learn and do experiments and to see exactly what were the rules God used when he made all this, that was my perspective. I didn't, I didn't understand why the two had to fight. Why, why then uh, the, the old classic, why, why is there bad then? Why? Why can't God let us live in peace and harmony? Did I mention that I'm not really on board that train anymore? <laughs> Bingo. Well, that's that's the problem I have with the with, with that card being played. Right, and it does. Yeah, maybe that's the problem because with it. you don't have to back that up. Yeah, you don't have to call me Big Daddy when you back that up. <laughs> Girl, who's you playing with? <laughs> You're damn fine, Flora. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let me let me give you this. Uh, in an article from the Institution for Creation Research, Dr. John Morris says, quote, "The story of collected flood myths averaged out. This is mm-hmm. his collected. He's collected all the stories you know ever been told and 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 kind of seen what's common in all of them, and he's created a, a short little summary of that. Short little musical." Uh, the story of the collected myths sounds much like the biblical story of the great flood of Noah's day. The most similar accounts are typically from Middle Eastern cultures, but surprisingly, similar legends are found in South America and the Pacific Islands and elsewhere. None of these stories contains the beauty, clarity, and believable detail given in the Bible, but each is meaningful to their own culture." End quote. He goes on to say, the only credible way to understand the widespread similar flood legends is to recognize that all people living today, even though separated geographically, linguistically, and culturally, have descended from the few real people who survived a real global flood on a real boat, which eventually landed on a real mountain. Their descendants now fill the globe, never to forget the real event, end quote. So, very much literalist on on this story. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the story? No. Okay, I'll allow it. Well, can we talk about it in a real way? 
I wish I was getting like 50 bucks every time. <laughs> Brought to you by Real. Can we talk about the story in a real way? And can we can we take out the Joker card of of God did it? Okay. All right. Just a wild just, card. It's out of the deck. Because, uh, you know, deuces are... <laughs> no more, no wild cards yet. This is, the do, this is the wild card episode. So. All right. Okay. So, so can we so just do that? Re- just, re- yeah. Removing the because I said so. Yeah. All right. I'm willing to to uh, be lenient on on a lot of this stuff if the vessel was storm worthy, right? You know, uh, even building it in the short amount of time that he had to build it, getting getting the wood, the the pitch that was to cover it, which people have said even today, building something of that size and to make it seaworthy requires quite a bit of iron to keep it from. Yeah, I've, we'll get apart. to that in a sec because I've got but, a I've got a, a fun little speech about the. The uh, okay. engineering of such a thing. Well, then what should we start with? Should we start with building the Ark? Sure. Um, let's start with it. Uh, okay. Ark is an extraordinarily large boat. Mm-hmm. Um, easily the largest all-wooden vessel ever created. Sure. By a factor of two. <laughs> um, nothing's close to it. Um, and there are some very good reasons for that. Wood, obviously, when you, when you think of building a boat, Wood seems like a good idea, and it is, but there is a definite scale factor. There's a point in which you can't build a larger wooden boat because wood is flexible, yeah, and it's the weight of itself of of this this very complex structure putting on uh, putting onto an ocean where there's waves and troughs and valleys. The stresses of that are more than wood can handle, more than any wood can handle. Mm-hmm. And the thing you say, well, I can maybe um, help that by making the wood thicker but you you get to like that that displacement problem of of how how much weight you have in it and this has to be a largely hollow vessel mm-hmm. in order to hold its cargo and a boat that was half the length of the ark uh, and that's the one that's the one very interesting thing about the biblical account is that you have dimensions yeah you have numbers to work with you sure do. which you don't get too often the next longest boat was, uh, it was I think it was uh, decommissioned in the early 1900s that required, it was half that long, but required iron fittings. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it needed them in order just to not fly apart. Right. The, uh, the Ottoman Empire built a warship that was, I think it is 71 meters long. Largest warship ever built. Um, had three decks, 150 cannons. So the largest warship, all wooden warship ever built. Not even half that, not even half the size. Yeah. Which, by the way, that boat rocked. They ended up decommissioning it like 75 years later. Oh. And it, yeah, it did not run into any problems. Um, it does seem that the majority of the other world's biggest boats ran into huge problems almost <laughs> instantly. Yeah. So way to go, Ottoman Empire, for building it right. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, there there was really serious structural problems. And when you have a flood, and, and I mean, every depiction, you know, the, the boat sloshing around and everyone's scared because this is such a tumultuous 40 days and nights, it, it simply structurally cannot work the way it was designed. Yeah. Not to mention pumping the water that you would take on. Yeah, that is a, a huge problem. Is a, the torsion on a, on these large boats? The ones that were built require constant pumping of water because mm-hmm. the torsion it'll twist the boat. The planks separate just enough. Water rushes in, and you can. And as long as as long as you're Johnny on the spot with the buckets or a bilge pump, you can keep her in the water. Sure, but that's a huge boat, and you've got three dudes, four dudes total 
I mean, let's put everybody on bucket duty. Let's nobody feed animals. Eight people. Yeah. Let's put it, let's put all eight of us on bucket duty. No way. No way you're keeping up with that. And there are people that have built. There's a Scandinavian guy. Yeah. Who built a two scale arc. Yes. And he's got some some fiberglass and stuffed animals. He's got kind of building a little theme park out of it. He's got it. It's it's just but it's just resting in a in a, a, a river. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't float. It's sitting on the ground. It's just got water <laughs> kind of up to it. Um, but he built one. That thing's not going anywhere. No. You could flood the crap out of that region, and that thing is just going to be like, oh, we're free, we're free. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> yeah, in, in the Bible, it said uh, the wood was gopher wood, which they're not sure what that means. And uh, No, it's actually, it was more of an order to his kids. <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did there. That counts. What you did there. I see it. Um, and uh, and then they just used pitch to uh, uh, to seal it. No. Well, let's let's give them that though. I mean, all right. I, we I, don't know I'm, what gopher wood is. Maybe it's like an extinct tree wood. species. There are tons of tree species that are no longer alive that were available to previous civilizations. Yeah, and especially uh, not available antediluvian. Oh, nice. I like that. Are we? Are, let's, let's do a quick uh, vocab. Yeah, there we go. Diluvian and antediluvian, pre uh, pre and post flood. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, diluvian, antediluvian, after the flood. Yeah, nice. So there you go. Probably never hear those words again in this podcast. No, you know, in in the in the book of Genesis, uh, God commands Noah to bring uh, two of each kind of animal mm-hmm. aboard, and all the things that creep and crawl on the ground. Yeah. Which Arthropods. a lot of people don't, don't think about, and there there are a lot of problems now. Like I know you, you want to go straight for the lions on the drafts, because mm-hmm. God knows I do. But pump the brakes. You've got bigger problems. You've got animals that have very specialized environmental mm-hmm. needs. Uh, penguins, penguins, koalas. Yep, diets, dietary right. needs. Mm-hmm. Yep, bamboo for uh, pandas. Yeah, they. It's, a, it's not as easy as just keeping them from eating each other. And the insects, how do you corral them bad boys? Yeah. And what about the insects that you can't just bring two of? Like bees need a colony. Yep. Can't just bring a dude bee beans. and gal bee. And how do you, what about the flies? Happy. Well, they just brought the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Come on. Uh, you know, like there's, there's I, I don't know, like there's, there's a part of me that wants to just stop discussing the problems with the flood myth. It, it it does get kind of depressing. I feel like I'm like, kicking a puppy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I I yes, I I agree. I also I also think we got to finish this. <laughs> no, I, it's it's just I kind of want people to to think in these terms, as in like don't just it's it's not just the story. If people are going to take it literally, then take it literally. Like right. You've Go got to down think the of, list of things that need to actually happen in order for this to have occurred. Because, well, to me, it's interesting to think about all these things that I haven't ever thought about before. Like, I just... Noah's, Noah's Ark. The yeah. animals got on there, God did it, and then they sent out some birds and stuff. Yeah, and you know what? Even if, even if you skip all of... Let's, let's skip 99% of the Flood Myth story. And, and it's like, and then... They crashed on the mountain, and all the animals came out. The end. There's there's a there's a postscript, and the postscript reads, "Mind blowing acts of incest to follow." 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a cringy part that gets kind of moving on. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say the door opens, everybody steps out, and then lying on zebra. Yeah, like just carnage. An instant melee. Because <laughs> grudges have been building up on that boat. <laughs> you know, um, and I'll tell you what, I have a real life example of this. I used to manage a bar when I was in college. And we had this graduation party once and people had rented out the whole bar. And we had packed way more people than we were allowed to have in the bar. I mean, it was, I've never seen it so full. Hmm. And it's fine. Everybody's fine. This party, everybody's drunk. You know, finally, we pushed it back, you know, as late as we could. But we're mm-hmm. like, you guys have to leave now. You know, if cops shows up, we're going to get busted. So we, we get everybody out of the bar. And these people had spent hours bumping into each other and jostling. Nothing. Everyone's having fun. We gave, we got them all out into a parking lot, and what in what ensued was the world's largest massive brawl I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. You give all these people who were fine right yeah. up in each other's faces. You give them three feet of personal space, and it is on. Wow! Everyone fighting everyone. It was insane. Sounds like Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> Hola, bitches. <laughs> Uh yeah so uh, and and uh, again not to mention well how did the kangaroos get to Australia? Bleh. How did pandas get all the way to China? Adorably, that's how. Uh, <laughs> well, real quick before we leave, okay. Before we leave this, I mean, really, my point was just the angle of which to think about it. <laughs> yeah, not not kicking the the kitten all around the room and stuff like you want to do, but like so badly. But just thinking about it in in the terms that they want to present it in the poop. <laughs> Let's talk about the poop. What about the poop? There's a lot of poop on that thing. It was a giant poop shoot. Well, the it's of, not described in the Bible, but one can assume a poop shoot of some sort. One uh, one source of information said that the stalls, the animal stalls, were slanted, and it all ran down into troughs, which were emptied. Super uncomfortable. Well, I mean, maybe they're all seasick, and it's not really... It's, it's pretty inclined to slosh on down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? The methane buildup? The gas? The smell? There was only one, I think, 18-square-inch uh, hatch at the very top in the roof. That's not much ventilation. Yeah, but you go nose deaf so fast in that environment. <laughs> and by the way, one of my favorite phrases is yeah. nose deaf. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Tongue blindness. <laughs> you keep eating eating that straw like, and that ground nasty matzo. Yeah. Uh, matzo is delicious. I love it. In a soup or by itself? I like the cracker. I've never had matzo ball soup. Oh. But I like the crackers. They're delicious. Well, these were soaked with rain. Oh, right. And also probably had a lot of animal hair on them. You totally go tongue blind. (laughs) Tongue blindness. (laughs) Can we start collecting um, uh, donations for the Tongue Blindness Institute? (laughs) Tongue blindness awareness. That that is scratching the surface of debunking a a literal interpretation of it. You can find a lot of stuff uh, online which goes into much more detail uh, on this particular subject and pe- on both very, sides oh man people love it's very it's like interesting both sides sets up their straw man argument and then just for the public benefit takes a machete to it like look at oh, me i'm a hero yeah, yeah they go nuts um and both of them are idiots both sides you can you can find uh, uh lots of stuff for it at answers in genesis.org oh yeah 
You can find a, a lot of stuff again at at the rest of the internet dot com. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot yeah, of Christian true. sites it's out true. there. That's true. That's uh, true. At talkorigins.org. Yeah. That has uh, some, some fun information. Yeah. You know what? I mean, it's, it is fun to see both sides of it. Like, I actually have been really enjoying these YouTube videos on both sides. Mm. I do. It does make me mad. I just, it, 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 it angers me just the, the smugness that some, yeah, some of them have. That is irritating. But let's, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, a little bit more. Like what? What could this flood have been? I yeah. think I think that the something happened. Yeah, let's talk well, about. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, get let's, into that. Let's let's take the afterburners and the the racing stripes off this car and really get down to the carburetor. Oh man, mine's mine's fuel injection. I, oh no, nice. sorry. Oh no, nice. sorry. <laughs> now a lot of people are going to talk to you tonight about uh, <laughs> fuel injection. Yeah, don't listen out, to them out in San Francisco. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's that's one that can, can I just say yeah, it? Can do I it, tell do him? It, do it's, it, drop it, it. That's one of the the things that in one of his stupid ass lecture videos, Kent, Kent Hovind, is like I took a flight one time to San Francisco, land of the fruits and flakes, and everyone was like, <laughs> Yeah, everybody's like, kill right. them all. He's right. They're not like us. <laughs> this is why I hate him. Yeah, so he's a son of a bitch. Part of it. He he is he is. Alex Jones is to Dave Stecco as Kent Hovind is to David Flora. Oh my gosh, we both have a nemesis. I love this. <laughs> you know what? We've earned it. We've I, earned it. Sixty-some episodes in. Let's get us some nemeses going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what was this? What happened? What was this? Well, it's a God flood. That's God number flood. one. Yep. We 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 covered the bejesus out of it. I'm done, I'm done talking about it. We've covered the Manoa out of it. Now, here's another uh, another possibility. What? <laughs> you did it. That's two knives in the ribs. I moved on, and then I, my brain's like, whoa, wait. Wait, check the rearview mirror on that. Well done. There are a couple of really good theories about this, one of them being um, the flooding of what is now the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, that it was actually a largely dry basin, and that at the point of Gibraltar, the, the water started coming in, and in within oh, oh. within a few generations filled it. Yeah. And and used to I mean there are there's no shortage of, of underwater towns and cities in, in the Mediterranean. We're That's finding true. more all the time. That is true. And and given the amount of people, when you think about uh this this long ago, around the globe, they all live right there. <laughs> yep. They really do. And so that is that is a big enough event. You see towns get submerged. It's a big enough event that this could affect folklore everywhere. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I mean, I think of China. Yeah. I think of uh, South America. Mm-hmm. I even think of, of uh, if you want to get closer than that, Germanic or, or Scandinavian or, or right. something like this doesn't this didn't affect them at all. So how do they how do they get their stuff in there? I think that um, uh, religious systems incorporated into their their stories, and and just like today, I mean. The Philippines is a very Catholic place. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty far from Rome, pretty far from Europe, it's and true. yet. And I think that with anything else, these stories, they become uh, part of a religious um, a belief system. They're, they're part of a mythology, a folklore. And when that gets attached to your belief in God, that's when it gets wheels and wings and it goes wherever it wants. Now, how that gets to South America, how that gets to North America, blame some Vikings. I don't know. Hmm. I don't have an answer for that. 
But uh, but I you know think I would that, I would say I wouldn't blame the Vikings because I think they burnt a lot of libraries and churches. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, the Vikings are good on this one. Um, to to tack on to that idea um, of religion giving wings, giving them wings, religions, yeah. Red Bull, trade routes. This yeah. is how how you get uh, different stories to different parts too. The whole mm-hmm. Silk Road, you know, going right through that the area right in there, the old Near East. Oh yeah, but taking things into China and India, all that stuff. Silk Road—that's a—that's one of the earliest information superhighways, <laughs> right? And and the, I think it's easy to underestimate how much information traveled, right, at those times. We're constantly surprised. You know, we find things, coins or relics of of different, very disparate people. Yeah, and you know, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit in Uparts, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, out of place artifacts. If I just say Uparts all the time, people are like. What? Yeah. So you get that, that those things change, uh, you know, like people, people move more than you ever thought they did. And especially considering the percentage of the global population that was centered in that area at, at, at time X, you know, I'm saying in earliest times, I don't have a time when this happened. Antediluvian. <laughs> diluvian. Oh, diluvian, bro. The most diluvian. <laughs> uh, another, another theory pulling this one out of my head. Mm-hmm. Didn't read this anywhere. I'm sure it exists. A uh, deep sea seismic event, anything okay. that is significantly large enough to create huge tsunamis. Yes, yes. There is a passage in the Bible in Genesis that says uh, the fountains of the great deep were oh, opened, see? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also the uh, windows of heaven. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, tie-in. Now I'm doing their work for them. but um, Yeah, these things, I mean, they can... Uh, you know, there's any number of, of, of or, or, you know, here's another one. Even a, a tsunami is a pretty magic bullet. How does it, you know, mess? I mean, I guess it could happen if something was tr- uh, cataclysmic enough that it would, this wave could, it would, wherever it started, could potentially reach other, you know, it could everywhere. hit a lot of coasts. Yeah, it could yeah. hit a lot of coasts because we, we, it's really easy for us to dismiss uh, the southern oceans. Yeah. We don't realize how much square footage you're dealing with there because we don't usually look at that part of the map because we're so pretty here well, there's not a lot in the southern part though right not terribly not not too much it's it's like the uh i mean south america africa australia australia yeah little, yeah that's a little bit of india a, boy yeah um <laughs> but you get but a little bit of indonesia blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. but yeah it's it's really I, I, something like that could do that um here's another thing maybe it's not one event hmm Maybe uh, the, all these areas have experienced at some point in their lives a catastrophic flood. It's hmm. a common occurrence. Places flood all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, it seems a little glib to discount some of the other commonalities between them, but it's not hard to believe that, oh, some people in Indonesia had a problem with a very lethal flood, and some mm. people in, in North America also had a flood happen to them? Uh, I mean, people, people live and die by, by water sources. Right. Uh, it's a very, very important and, and often a very capricious thing mm-hmm. that they had to had to deal with. Uh, the Tigris and Euphrates, for instance, very much unpredictable. Yep. They're always having to watch their ass on that. And early civilizations had to set up next to a water source. Right. They couldn't right. live off in the middle of nowhere where flooding wasn't an issue. They had to have their homes close to a water source. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there was a flood, shit got real fast, you yeah. know? So I, I don't think that that's a, I mean, that everyone just had a bad experience with water. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't feel like that's too terribly crazy. On on the heels of that, um and the the tsunami idea, how mm-hmm. about a comet? Oh yeah. This is a this is a popular ocean, horse. ocean impact. Mm-hmm. Comet uh, uh, slams into an ocean somewhere mm-hmm. big enough, though, to uh, create some huge waves that do reach a lot of these coasts. That's if it didn't come from the Earth itself, like you were saying, then it came from space and, and shook things up. And in, in uh, second, secondarily to that, a large ball of ice slams into the Earth, a huge amount of water vaporizes yep. into the atmosphere, spreads around, cools, and falls. Yep. You would you would get global rainstorms in that regard. You would get a huge... You're, you're just added a gigantic amount of water to the planet. Right. It, it instantly, right away. Um, that, that could produce such an event. It's, it's scary. Scary. This is... Um, here's here's a, a factoid that I, I came across... With the facts uh, against the the uh, the Genesis flood myth, yeah, yeah, the amount of water that that fell, they did some math on it, and they came up with six inches of water per minute would have to fall in forty. I think it was the forty days, forty nights. You could drown standing and looking up. <laughs> yes, the thing about that is that you may not think about the friction of that much. Water that that many water droplets hitting and impacting would cause it to boil. Apparently, wow, that's weird, right? You know, I, I call that Santa science when they talk about like what would Santa actually have to undergo to <laughs> to get his job done. Well, yeah, but I mean, but but seriously, you're right. I mean, the the sheer weight of that much water, the falling. weight of it, and and the the speed, and then the impact. It makes sense, you know the the just con- constant impact that builds up the heat and mm-hmm. yeah, and then it starts boiling. Well, then you've got scalding water that doesn't doesn't help anybody's case. Hot hail, Flash Hot Gordon. Hail. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then the uh, the atmosphere catches fire. <laughs> that was a bad Kaboom. weekend. Now so, there, anyway. there there is something that we didn't touch on. I just want to get out there. Um, in the in the creationist camp is the this idea of a a water vapor canopy. Yeah, it, well, this is one of the uh, theories yeah, that's out there that there was this water vapor canopy, um, and they they tie it into a lot of things. And I remember this. I remember my my creationist textbooks here that that ties into they tied this into a, a number of different things. Um, they had um, like you get things like the age of Abraham, who was said to be nine hundred years old, and and they. They tie this again. It's that that kind of muddy Christian science. Oh, well, this guy said this. Um, a man did some research that said uh, properly oxygenated cells cannot harbor disease. That that most diseases at its roots a lack of oxygenation. And they were saying, well, this this water vapor canopy over the Earth helped boost the oxygen pressure. That mm-hmm. helped boost the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere. Now. Our good friends at NOAA and geologists have done a lot of research on this. We live at about 20% O2 right now in our in our atmosphere. And that, that number has gone up and down. Um, and it's based it's been based uh, evolutionarily or over time on what critters are alive. For a long time, there was no oxygen. But then you have a lot of uh, anaerobic algae and bacteria creating oxygen as a waste product. Yeah. And for a very long time, even though they're creating tons of oxygen, it was instantly recaptured. 
um, through uh, things like rust. It was it was uh, corrosion on metals or exposed ores. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there was this thing called the uh, the Great Oxygenation Event. Um, and what great that, name, great name, great, great, great name. And that was what happened is when all this the, the algae, bacteria, things that are producing oxygen. Finally, you've saturated the surface of the earth. Everything that was going to oxidize has. And now this oxygen just roams free. And and this is still over the course of millions of years, but there's this very large sudden spike in the oxygen of the environment. And then you get a, a, a large amount of um, other creatures. There's this abundant resource suddenly, and something is going to evolve to use it. And then, boom, uh, and this it, it, there's this population explosion. And all that oxygen is, boom, pulled right back out again. So the, the oxygen level in the Earth's atmosphere has been changing wildly. Hmm. Um, the most at about, about the most it ever got was about 40%. And, and we live at about 20%. It's been lower. It's been zero. But this, this idea of a water vapor canopy that was keeping the oxygen level so high that people could live for hundreds of years. And it was this wonderful time. And part of the judgment of God was that it was not only that everyone would would um, drown, but you would also have a, uh, men would live much shorter as a result, because now there's not this canopy keeping the, the oxygen levels so high. And, and that's what the flood was, is this water vapor canopy collapsing down onto the earth. I mean, I, wow. yeah. So I don't, I just want to get that out there. That's a, a common, that one belief. also, that one you can also find the, the debunking for on, oh, yeah. on these sites sure as well. Can, and yeah. they've, they've already, they're like, oh, it's it's above the ozone layer. How does that blah blah blah? You know. Anyway, I like the comet though. Comet, you want to get a lot of you want to get a lot of water to a planet in a hurry. Your underwater tectonic stuff goes along with the, what's called the hydroplate theory, mm-hmm. where I guess there's a uh, a layer of water below the crust of the Earth, and the theory goes that uh, the I guess some pressure or, or or something caused this to fissure and boom yeah to explode up out of the oceans and then rain back down and then get reabsorbed again and then seep back down into there or something hmm. i don't know this one that's a weird one yeah it's a weird one but again they're talking about the heat that's created from something like this starting at the the bottom of the ocean while the oceans start to boil i mean well, i mean just look at the look at what comes out of thermal vents i mean yeah that was a lot of hot water. Yeah, yeah, uh, but that's that's one theory. Now, you got uh, you got the one theory of of the glaciers melting from the last ice age. Oh yeah, glacial that's, melting. That's, that's gonna, not a bad one. Again, um, villages always located uh, near water. That means coastal villages, yeah. rivers, and and as this goes up, people are going to lose their homes. They're gonna they're gonna have to move. There's going to be. Um, giant flooding. We're going through this right now. It's true. You know, as much as people want to deny it, right? This is happening. Flooding is getting worse. Coastal areas are having to build better water protection systems. <laughs> it's a it's a real thing. And so these people are went through the same thing. These horrible flooding events. And sometimes the floodwaters come in and they they don't quite go out. Yeah, they're you know what used to be a path to your neighbor's house is now just a path to the beach. <laughs> And stories are going to, you know, this is a global event. Everyone who lives near water is going to see a piece of this. Yeah. Of course, it's going to get um, brought into tales. You know, grandparents are going to say, oh, well, I see you see that tiny island out there. I used to live in a house 
further out than that. You know, yeah. those kind of things. And those are going to engender tales in mythology and folklore. Back in my day. Yeah. Shut up, Grandpa. Yeah, you don't know. I swam to and from school. <laughs> That's right. Um, my school was underwater because we refused to move it. <laughs> and, and apparently... Uh, scientists, I think, have have worked with the numbers to see it, that might coincide with the end of the last ice age mm-hmm. and the beginning of of some of these tales and and how far back kind of they date, at least orally. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep going. Uh, see how much pressure builds up over us as we as we <laughs> yeah. go further and further down the trench. Planet X. Oh yeah, Planet our dark X. nemesis Nibiru swings by. Ux with our shit on a yeah. global scale. Yeah, apparently it uh, causes that that wibble wobble, gets Earth's butt all twerking. Yep, making it happen. And that messes with everybody. Now that's if you subscribe to there being a another planet yeah. out beyond the reaches of the current solar system that visits us every now and then. I think was supposed to come through the area last year. And yeah, I'm. I I think it's a cool idea. It's not entirely impossible that there would be some accretion of dark matter. We still don't know what the hell that is. We don't have a clue. And we know it exists. It's totally for real. We well, don't know yeah. what it is. Maybe that thing just comes screaming through. I don't I don't know if that blames the flood myth or not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, maybe. Who's yeah. to say there? Yeah. It's been thrown out there. Of course, uh of course there's always uh <laughs> Hey Flora. Huh? Flora. Huh? Uh, I got you this really shitty brown jacket. Could you put this on for me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, are you hungry? Yes, I am. Oh, that's great, because I happen to have this giant thing of souvlaki oh, and gyros. And a couple of shots for you and I, a little uh, bit of ouzo. Yes. Opa! Look, look, look. Flora, you got any theories? Um, no, I don't, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've got one. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see this new gel I got? Whoa! Hair gel make really your cool. hair look so good. Okay, okay. Aliens. That's right. There they showed up again, like the extraterrestrial Carl Youngs. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these stories sound super alieny. They they do they do the they three totally do. three million or whatever a foot long ship or whatever comes in. <laughs> I mean, imagine this: uh, a planet. In in ecological catastrophe, some well-meaning gigantic boat alien ship comes by and says, "Ah, you know what? Swoop down there, beam them on board." Right. We waited out for a few days. We kick them back out, and then we move on to that bachelor party we were going to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, that that is as as credible as as any of the other theories. I mean, the the creationist side of the theories. You know, like. The, the, I, you, you have to give the aliens the powers that you were giving God in the creationist version. Like, well, yeah, no, they could do that. They have the ability to snatch up all the life forms and keep them safe for a while and then kick them back out and then move on with their lives. Well, the I think the, the popular thing these days is that the Ark is just a holding device that has the DNA of everything in it. Oh. And that the D that that was uh, so it's like a gigantic Barbasol can exactly yeah. <laughs> Dotson, we got Dotson, we got Dotson here. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> it's even menthol. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, like you, you know, drop the aliens card. 
just become a fundamentalist. You're you're <laughs> using the same. I mean, like, there's no difference in your argument. It's yeah. I mean, uh, you have to give the aliens all the powers that the other people are giving to God in order for that to work. So what's the difference? Yeah. Why don't you guys just go have breakfast, get some waffles? I I like the idea of uh, there being some sort of vessel that holds the DNA of everything that that fits in nicely with saving every species of everything ever into into one space. I mean, dude, you save so much space. Yeah, but the problem isn't storage; it's collection and and expression. And then you know, how do you reconvert that? Aliens. Aliens. See. God, God has a, God is a simpler solution than the aliens. <laughs> uh, Just say they threw them all into the TARDIS. It's maybe they on, did. It's bigger on the inside. Maybe they. Yeah, well, I've heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> the Ark was a TARDIS. All right. Um, well, I think we've exhausted our. Damn, there's that was not a nutshell. That is that we we shoved that into a pumpkin. Well, that was. I think we. I think that was an Ark. Yeah, we put it. We make information. Yeah, and our information, our info arc, <laughs> infoarc.com. That's <laughs> right. We're blowing the lid off the flood myth. <laughs> infoarc.com. Now no, no, you see here, screaming douchebag here. <laughs> I'm going to blow the lid off Call your finances because I'm scaring you into buying things you'll never need. <laughs> I'm blowing the lid off your financial stability <laughs> <laughs> with fear. Oh man, the only thing I'm afraid of is the puns we've got. Yeah, and I'm, I'm terrified. Afraid too. I'm afraid, um, but we gotta we gotta do two more. Yeah, kick it off, Flora. Oh. Kick it off. I took the first one last time. This is a part two, so you know, round robin. All right, I'll 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 go first then. Uh, I'll I'll hit us up with a uh, a classic uh, lingerie store. Nice, classic lingerie store that opened after the flood. Oh, okay. It's called Panty Diluvian. Oh God, it's erotic. <laughs> I'm gonna avoid any jokes. No, I'm not doing it. I'm better than that. <laughs> now, that's funny because I've got a, I've got a, I got a, I, I, I got a good product here. Yeah, yeah. One of our new uh, sponsors to the podcast. Oh, I love these guys. Yeah, it's a, it's an automobile, uh, stainless steel, external construction, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you can tell it's really well made for time travel because it really only appears in the sedimentary layers b- before the flood. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a diluvian. <laughs> yeah, it's got a Mister Fusion on the back. When this thing gets up to eight thousand years old, <laughs> you're gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Flora, what you got? I'll round us out here with. Uh, Something that something that that just grinds my gears. Oh, nice! Something that just gets under my skin. Uh-huh. Something that 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 goats my get. When creationists talk condescendingly about the Genesis flood myth, they use Noah's snark. Wow! Holy crap! Well done, <laughs> really well done. Uh, you know, I recently bought a CD. Uh, it was beautiful, beautifully sung. Really, really. I mean. This guy's got a great voice. It's really popular. Who with is girls. it? <laughs> you said that like a drunk uncle. <laughs> Who is it? Just tell me. I don't hear your what life. are you talking about? I don't hear life story. I just want to know who the CD is. Fucking kids. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> yeah, he's a really popular guy. Um, the only downside is that his uh, 
his songs are uh, are homophobic, uh, condescending, mm. and uh, they have a, a really narrow-minded mm-hmm. uh, religious viewpoint. He's uh, uh, Kent Grobens. <laughs> oh, fruits and Flakes. Yeah, fruit, that's the name of that's his album. album. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Boy, and, uh, now normally we, we, could, we could kind of try to get the taste out of your mouth with some viewer mail, but... Listener mail? No. They, they watch us in their minds. <laughs> they see us frolicking. I'm wearing a leather harness, and you're wearing a full suit of armor. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. I have a left arm that's made out of robot parts. Your feet are tiny rocket engines. <laughs> and you hover. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, unfortunately do to travel and uh, the holidays. So I'll take this opportunity to wish you the merriest of Christmases or, or whatever whatever it is you do. Everyone does Christmas because it doesn't have to be religious. So I'm just leaving it th- that there you go. Right. Yeah, see, you see, I'm trying to war on Christmas. <laughs> I've been saying that for months. Yeah, the mall wins, okay? The mall won the war on Christmas. It always does. Bet on the house. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you hope you enjoyed old uh, we 2013. Did we don't have to threaten it anymore. We did it. It's done. We did it. On, on to the next promise that we oh, God. that we make. I'm, I gotta stack those up. <laughs> I hope I hope by Christmas. No, it's not. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Grey Cat. I'm so sorry. I just know it's not going to happen because I, I too, am flying home soon. I, I'm so sorry, Greg. <laughs> but you're a great person, and you're the king of Halloween <laughs> in New Year's. And uh, and uh, you're also the. I, I declare you to be the first ever king of my my winter sex holiday. And if anyone has a good name for it. The longest night of the year, yeah. the winter solstice, Yule. turning it into a sex holiday. Come up with a good name that would go on a card. I I, I tried in my head, Xmas. It's just not going to fly. Can't happen. <laughs> so you tried it out loud and it didn't fly. <laughs> I know. I know. I I'm, I'm yeah. working on it. So I'm, I need your help, people. Yeah, we need we need that for Yule. Yeah, we do. All right, 2014, big stuff, huge stuff, big stuff. We love it. Help help us kick the new year off right by yeah. liking us on Facebook, Blurry oh, Photos do. Podcast. Yes. Follow uh, us on Twitter, Blurry underscore photos. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is going to become painfully active very soon. Yes. Yes. Excruciatingly. <laughs> uh, stumble upon us. Stumble upon us. Yeah. You can um, go on to iTunes and rate us. Give us five stars. Cinco Stuaros. <laughs> so good at Spanish. <laughs> Please do all those things, and most importantly, enjoy your holidays. You know what? You're going to be around your family. Be like, hey, people are driving places. Oh, podcasts, people are flying places, podcasts are for traveling. It's load the us best up. thing. Yeah, just grab those people's phones and load it up, and be like, there you're you welcome. Yeah, you don't have to buy them a present. You don't. You're have, exposing we're them to this. We're free. Yeah, and, and uh, you don't even have to teach them. Although, if you do teach them, then they could keep coming back. True. But uh, but yeah, just be like I left something on, uh, in your stocking, and it's wink, <laughs> and get kicked out of Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh! All yeah. right. Anyways, for this mega episode of Blurry Photos, I have been Anti Davidian Flora. Nice, and I'm David Six Miles of Water Stecco. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Damn it, Flora, your abs can't get any more ripped. Knock it off. I said sing worse. So, uh, Noah, you seen this guy? You heard of this guy? Shit-eating, fuck-nuggeting, ass-clown, fuck-faced, jackass, dick-hole, motherfucking ass-wipe, shit-cocking mother, shit, fuck you, fuck your face, fuck everything you've ever known, ice cream, hallelujah, fuck. And them's puns. Whoa, Flora, when we started this podcast, we agreed to leave the moms out of it. So it's like a pumpkin. I'm going in the penalty box. You're going in the penalty box. This whole damn podcast is going in the penalty box. That's pretty good. I don't want to listen to her. Come on. Suckers like you. And that's why we're running for state senate. Alex Jones!